Hi, and welcome to Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. Please join us as we explore how you can enjoy a happier life and a fulfilling career, things that aren't always that easy in our modern world. We'll be taking a look to how you can explore well-being both inside and outside the workplace, how to prevent burnout, how to achieve true happiness in work and life, and so much more. So stick around. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. Today, we are continuing on our mini series of the U.S. Surgeon General's Framework for Workplace Mental Health and Wellbeing. And we are going to talk about the petal of mattering at work. And Jenny, you told me a story just before we kicked off, which I would love you to share with the listeners because it really, really resonated for me. And yeah, I felt it really deeply. So mattering matters a lot to us, but particularly in terms of our health and well-being. And as you know, I'm a doctor and lifestyle medicine physician. And when I was in clinical practice, I was always asking people, you know, what's the matter? And so we would go from there to make a diagnosis and we draw up a treatment plan. And my reflection was that while I think most health practitioners are very good at asking what's the matter, what we're not so good at always doing, but I think we're getting better with a little bit of practice, is when it comes to discussing the treatment options is to ask the question, what matters to you? Wow. This is particularly important, obviously, when you've got a very serious illness to deal with. Maybe you've got some form of cancer and you've got to decide, you know, what type of treatments you're willing to undergo to gain some quality of life and hopefully be restored to full health. It's really important when it comes to end of life decisions. It's really important when you're a pregnant woman and you've got some ideas about how you want to birth your child. And I feel that is one area that we've got better at, but we're not always good at remembering to ask what matters to you, because then by actively listening and hearing what truly matters to the other person, we can get a greater understanding of their needs and support them in their choices, rather than being this person who says, well, I know what's best for you and I I highly suggest you do this and I'm the best person in the world to do this for you. (laughs) We've moved away (laughs) from that, thank goodness. Yeah. But I think it's it's relevant not just in health, but in the workplace. Yeah. Where we're now moving towards this human-centric workforce Mm -hmm. and knowing that you matter matters. If we understand that mattering is so important to everybody, Mm. then whether you're a leader, a supervisor, a manager, somebody working within a team, it's about recognizing the importance of checking in regularly with ourselves and with everybody else. Well, what really matters here? Well, I love what you've described there, because even the act of asking that question, what matters to you, especially as as a doctor, I'm sure, but as a leader or a colleague, it's really shifting the focus from process, as you said, to human, isn't it? So when you say to someone, what matters to you, it's very different to what's the matter. 
it's very different to this is the process. It's very different to this is how we're going to do something. And so I just like that as like a really good reminder. If you ask that question, then you're opening up to a really different outcome and you're opening up to a different set of information that you probably wouldn't have heard in any other way. And when you were telling that story, I was reminded of um, someone in, in the ecosystem that I work in had written a blog post during her her cancer treatment. And she came in and said to the the doctors who were in charge of her treatment, these are the important points in my life this year. And how can we work this treatment around that? And I don't think many people would, you know, she's an incredibly wonderful and amazing leader. And so she felt capable of coming with that to those people who were treating her. And it was wonderful to hear that that's an option. I don't just have to have treatment done to me. I'm a participant, right? And I think that's in any workplace, when you start to ask people what matters to them, then it's not being done to them. It's being done with them. They're part of the solution. They're part of the process now. And what a perfect way to help people feel like they matter at work by asking them what matters. (laughs) Yeah, that's absolutely right. That's right. Mm -hmm. Do you know any workplaces that have started to embrace the mattering? concept in this way. So I think a lot of workplaces do try to do it. If you think about, you know, some of the different points that come up on the on the framework, you know, providing a living wage. Again, that's always industry dependent, isn't it? It depends on where you are in the workplace. But I like the phrase living wage rather than minimum wage. And living wage is that idea that you can live your life on the money that you're being paid for the job that you're doing. So I think that's a, a just the, again, it's some of this is just this distinction of language because language really matters. But I think in the report itself, they talked that about nearly half of the workers they surveyed, the report found that they were stressed about their finances, right? And when we go back to that, the first bit about psychological safety and safety in itself, obviously financial safety Again, if you Maslow's hierarchy of needs, if you don't know how you're going to feed your family or pay your rent, then kind of nothing else matters. And you can't think about anything else. Your brain is is shutting down. So we have that. We've got engaging workers in workplace decisions. So again, I love that question about mattering. And I think, again, most organizations, they are trying to do that. But they often, in your point about um, I know best what's going to be done to you, they ask the question and do what they want to do anyway. (laughs) Just a bit infuriating, <laughs> which is hugely infuriating. So I think that's a place where most leadership could look at. You can always improve there. Yes. Would be my take on that. How about you? How do you feel people can engage people in those decisions? I think it's helping build the awareness at an organizational level of the importance of checking in with the wages issue for their staff mm. or of just what you've described, the financial pressures mm. of trying to have enough to pay the bills, keep a roof over your head and feed the kids. Yeah. It, it has a huge impact if that's all that's consuming you on a daily basis and your supervisor's sort of looking at you sideways and saying, well, why is your performance not so good as it should be? And mm-hmm, far mm-hmm. better at this, you know, three months ago, what's going on? What's the matter would be the thing that they would ask you. Yeah. But rather then sort of, well, how can I best support you takes a lot of the pressure off. And I think in a time when we are seeing so many people struggling with their financial health and recognizing the impact it has on their mental health, Mm. it's vital 
that we get better at asking what matters to you at every level. Yeah. And isn't that interesting? Because again, at the heart of what we talk about in a thriving organization, if you're starting to have those conversations where people can tell you what's mattering to them, yes, i.e. what's troubling them, what's happening, and it could be financial, it could be personal, it could be sick parents, whatever those things are. Um, It really is the key to creating these thriving organizations that we want that are going to to do these things. And it's, um, you know, so much of what Lacey was talking to us on our money episode was about the damage that having financial insecurity or feeling poor does to our brains. You know, that was for me such an intrinsic thing. So yeah, if people are financially worried, then they're not going to be performing at their best because it actually impacts their levels of IQ and their levels of intelligence. And it's highly stigmatizing as well. Yes. I think a lot of people are very embarrassed with the idea that they can't actually hold it all together. They haven't got enough to cover Yeah, that's so true. And again, that comes back to the psychological safety piece where you can actually share your reality without fear of being judged, humiliated, or being made to feel small in some way. So many people are struggling with the rising cost of everything at the moment. Um, It would be sort of abnormal not to notice that it's having an impact in, in our workplaces. Absolutely. And if you think about, you know, here in the UK, I think we've had like tripling or quadrupling of energy bills and household bills. Nobody's prepared for that. And again, all of these things they do, they disproportionately affect those who are in the lower wage earning brackets. And those are disproportionately, you know, people in the disadvantaged classes. And so it's someone who grew up with a single mother in reasonable poor circumstances, that idea of pulling yourself up by your bootstraps is uh, is pretty upsetting. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. The next bit in terms of the mattering at work that I love and kind of shifting into a more positive mindset is all about building a culture of gratitude and recognition. So obviously seeing what you do matters, right? We've talked about this on a number of our episodes and I think bring us back to that lovely Drucker candle experiment, you know, 50% of people who received positive feedback were able to solve a creativity task within three minutes Mm -hmm. compared to something like, you know, 12% or 13% when they weren't. So Really seeing what people do, seeing what they do, seeing what matters to them, because we all have preferences, right? So if I praised you, Jenny, for doing something that doesn't matter to you, it doesn't feel like praise. No, it's like, (laughs) it's words, but thank you and moving on. (laughs) Yeah. Or it might feel disingenuous. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Are you trying to suck up to me in some way? Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. Absolutely. So asking that salient question that you posed at the beginning, what matters to you, has so many repercussions and ripples in the world of work. Because when I know what matters to you, Jenny, then I can recognize the things that you're doing that matter to you and being recognized, you know, being seen at work. Yeah, absolutely huge. Have you ever had that time when somebody has called you out for something that you've done and it is something that matters to you Mm. did you walk a little bit taller that day 
Did you puff your chest out a little bit with a bit of pride? Oh my God. Yeah. You know, and some, so often I think the things that matter to us are often those things in our zone of strength. I think that's something else for me when I'm recognized in that way. It's so much more special because I'm not thinking about it, right? In my zone of genius, in your zone of genius, those things come naturally, come easily. You do them as simply as you do breathing and walking. Mm. So we don't always see or feel the impact of those things. For me, it's it's got this beautiful double sides to it that it matters to me, but I often don't even see it myself. And so when someone sees it, it's a really big deal. And when they can explain why what you do is special and how it impacts other people, or, you know, it could be that you want to impact an organization or you want to impact society. You know, it's how how you like to make the impact. Oh boy, does that feel good. I can feel it right now. <laughs> <laughs> and doing it in a way that is sincere. Yeah. And just to know that you've brought a little bit of positivity mm-hmm. to that other person yeah. in some way. Like I was down at our local supermarket just doing what I do on a weekly basis with my shopping trolley, gathering food for my family. (laughs) And I noticed this young woman with a mop. And we've all seen them in the supermarket when Mm -hmm. somebody's going to spill. And, you know, there's a big wet puddle. And then they put up these signs saying, danger, wet floor. And you think, oh, yeah, don't want to slip on that. And she was very diligently Mm -hmm. mopping away, mopping away, not engaged with anybody else around her, just concentrating on what she had to do to make that area safe. So just going up to her and saying, thank you for making that place safe. Really appreciate what you do. Well, you should have seen the smile Mm. because, you know, we we have so many unsung heroes around us and we're just busy doing what we normally do because that's what we've been asked to do. Being appreciated in that way. Yeah. um, Somebody saying thank you makes everybody feel better. And just taking those moments to acknowledge those people who are having an impact, but it's, in this case, it was seen, but it's not in the straight line. It's not in the straight yeah. path of your day. Yeah. I remember a client telling me a story about this absolutely incredible barista who, you know, you could come along and you get your coffee and never think anything of it. And every day she brought this absolute joy to her work and this joy interacting. And it was almost like she said that everyone got a cup of joy when they came to get oh. something from this and how she loved it. She loved serving there and her line was always the longest. But had she ever stopped and, you know, fully recognized that and made a big deal about it? And so you know, just catching ourselves in those moments, right? Being mindful, being present. And that person cleaning things up, because you know what? How many times would you go through a supermarket or a shop and there's a spill or a something and you think, oh gosh, and it makes it look not good. It makes you feel unsafe. You think, oh, it's kind of, they've kind of gone downhill, haven't they? And actually (laughs) when you told that story, I was like, oh, I don't always connect that with these wonderful people who are coming in and making it better. So mattering is is about appreciation and saying thank you. And there was a lovely mm. quote I saw, and I can't remember who said it, that a paycheck, while it's appreciated because it's a transaction, you're getting fair pay for what you've done, mm. that's not a thank you. No. A thank you is so, so very different. Yeah. It's being it is that being seen. So the last piece 
on the framework for Mattering at Work is all about connecting an individual's work with the organization's mission. And we've talked about that a load of times in different different ways, I think, here on Thriving. But that's really about once you know what matters for an individual, then how does their work that they do contribute to the overall mission of the organization? And that's this shared purpose and shared meaning. And once you understand how they like to make a difference, then showing them how what they do helps you know, other people, helps the organization, contributes to the things that matter to them on this larger scale. I think it's really, it's not difficult, or I don't think it's difficult to join these dots up, you know, finding out what matters to an individual and then connecting it to the organization. But it does take time and it takes intention, right, to to make sure that you get this right. And I think this is this is where the intention has to hone into the individual themselves mm. to understand what matters to you as a person in the work that you do and the organization understanding or knowing that in order mm-hmm. to bring everybody in together for that shared purpose and goal, which is mm-hmm. what Sarah Lewis writes a lot about in Appreciative Inquiry. Mm-hmm. And it also involves tapping into people's strengths yeah because we're being told well when you work to your strengths everything feels so much better which is true (laughs) yeah it's but it's more than that it's about creating joy Mm -hmm. in what you do and when you're working to a shared goal or a shared purpose it's joyful yeah and who wouldn't give for a little bit extra joy Oh, workplace. It'd be great. That joy in work. And I think I want to add something in there because it's almost like adding the spice to a dish or the, you know, the flavor to the dishes. If I'm only working in my zone of genius, sometimes that feels boring or too easy. I need a little bit, not too much. I need a bit of stretch. I need to expand. I need to grow. I need to learn. And this is, I think, where sometimes our happiness work gets tarred with this brush of like, oh, people, it's people are just having fun and happy clappy and not getting anything done. And it's, you know, no, I I want to be achieving something and and mastering something. Uh, I want to be moving. I want to I want to have that feeling, that sense of movement, of progress. And so I think, yeah, how can people have joy in their work? But joy isn't just that hedonistic, I know exactly what I'm doing, is it? No. I, I saw a wonderful post by David McLean on LinkedIn a few days ago. He talks a lot about leadership in the workplace. He's well worth following. Mm-hmm. Don't know if you know him. But he was talking about the teabag analogy, when, which came into my mind when you started talking about you need a bit of something to spice it up because otherwise oh tell me same taste if you always you know make your scrambled eggs in exactly the same way they're going to taste great but yeah you've had them 1500 times before (laughs) a little bit of turmeric or a little bit of something would would make with the tea bag analogy that he used it was about the fact that if you want to make great tea the water has to be hot enough. Yeah. You can't make great tea with cold water. Well, I, I haven't learned how to. <laughs> if anybody <laughs> knows how to make great tea with cold water, please let me know because I drink a lot of tea. But I always boil the kettle first. But mm. I know that that's the essential component. Unless you're willing to 
add a little bit of the heat, you're not going to get the best out of that tea bag. And that's the same in bringing the best out of ourselves. Sorry, it's a bit of a long stretch, this one. No, I know, I know. I think it's totally right. It's it's part of helping us to understand what truly matters to us. So if we are feeling a bit ho-hum, same, 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 let's look to see what little extra we can give ourselves, whether it's a little bit extra spice or a little bit of extra hot water to get the most out of what we're doing and to mm-hmm. feel encouraged in that by by whoever we're working for. Yeah, I love that. And it's, yeah, and it's the support, isn't it? Right back to all of these things is yeah. being supported, you know, being paid adequately, having all of those basics met and then building up this workplace mm. where, yeah, where you matter. Mm. Yes, indeed. Yeah. We all matter. We all matter. Yeah, we do. So it'd be great to hear from our audience what matters to you, really. <laughs> um, do you work for an organisation where mattering is considered? Yeah. And you are asked, you know, what's really important to you? We'd love to hear your own experiences um, because then we can all learn from your, each other's stories. That would be so cool. And, of course, there is one more petal we have to discuss, isn't there, Sarah, for next time? There absolutely is opportunity for growth, which as actually we've led very perfectly into. <laughs> Woo, tea bags unite. <laughs> oh, it's been wonderful, as always, to have you listen to our podcast. Sarah and I so enjoy having these conversations. We hope you enjoy them as much as we do. And we look forward to seeing you again next time. Until then, bye for now. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. We hope you've enjoyed listening to it as much as we did recording it. And you can always get involved in the well-being conversation at all of our social links in the show notes. Until next time, stay safe, stay happy, and thrive in whatever you do.